Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects. 
vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world as we broadcast on the Fringe FM. That's fringe.fm and, of course, our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. If you missed any of our previous episodes, you can find the whole archive there on the website. You can also find our montage archive and my books. There's a page for each one of the books. We have a special deal going on every time you uh, check out the website. It's going to be there regardless if you see a promo for it. It's for one year, an archive subscription. You get access to all the montages, the shows, the books, and you get a physical copy of one of the books. Just visit the website and just do a one-time donation through PayPal. That's usually how we do it. The PayPal email and the email to contact the show is rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. When you support us, you allow us to do the research we do here on the broadcast or the presentations we do here on the show, but the research we do behind the scenes to put together these shows for you Monday through Friday on things that I think are very unique topics and ideas that we can merge together and create show topics that uh, you probably won't hear elsewhere on radio. And uh, I'm very happy that uh, I've been blessed with the talent to be able to do that and uh, also to have a memory uh, to be able to recall things that uh, might need to be linked together when otherwise they uh, just would probably be dismissed. And there's a lot of information that we could uh, perhaps derive out of uh, some of those types of stories. And there's been a lot of talk in the news about uh, this girl who went missing. Uh, the FBI is investigating uh, this girl that went missing, uh, supposedly either on her way to uh, or in a national park. The disappearance of Gabby Petito, or Petito, I think is how you pronounce her name, Gabby Petito. You know, I saw this story in the news, and I've, I've seen it circulate on uh, various news websites. And it was one of those stories I, I thought, you're going to see more of that. You're going to hear more of that. I kind of told myself that. I said, maybe you just want to keep an eye out for that story. So my friend uh, from high school, my longest uh, friendship I have with anybody, uh, he, uh, he sent me this message today. And he said, there's a lot of talk about this girl but it's not because she's missing, it's because she's white. And so I clicked on the story, and it was a story about missing white girl syndrome, which is you know, supposedly some type of social and cultural bias that the media has for, for white people. And uh, that was that, I thought that was an absurd story, which is why he sent it to me. But then when I read it, and I was reading about Gabby, I started to, I got this feeling that 
there's something there's something more to the story. Now, I'll tell you from 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 the start here. I don't think that there was anything strange with her disappearance outside of the fact that her boyfriend is a person of interest and is highly highly suspect in her disappearance. Um, for those of you who don't know the story, uh, this lady, young lady, Gabby Petito, Petito, and her boyfriend Brian Laundry, twenty three years old, went on a cross country road trip, and according to authorities. The last place that Gabby was seen was in Salt Lake City, Utah. She had posted a a photograph on August 25th, and her family believed that she was heading to the Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. That was the last that they they heard of her, heard from her. Um, The reports say that Petito and Laundrie left from New York in June on their road trip, and they headed west in a white van planning to visit natural, uh, national parks along the way and documenting their trip on social media. Now, I got an eerie feeling from that one because um, I took a cross-country trip and because their trip started in New York, like my trip started in New York. I just, we didn't have a white van. We took, um, we were lucky enough to get my fiance Hope her uh, her mom lent us a, a vehicle, so uh, we had a nice nice ride as opposed to using my crappy little car. But uh, they left New York in June and they go across the country. And according to reports, you know you you get you know distorted uh, you know reports in media and things that are inconsistent. But the consistency seems to be that she went missing earlier in September, and uh, the report to the police was filed on September 11th. So uh, since September 11th, police have been searching for her. Um, I guess according to reports, and I say I guess because there's so many reports, I don't know what's true. Um, She was reported missing on September 11th, which was 10 days after Brian Landre returned home from the cross-country trip. So they're out in Utah they're supposedly heading to Wyoming. They're going to national parks. And then this guy just returns, I guess, returns home um, and just without her. So then a couple of days later, a week and a half later, her family reportedly reports this to the police that they're this girl's missing. So the uh, FBI investigators... Uh, started looking into the situation and uh, this girl was only 22 years old and her, her boyfriend was only 23. So they're very young couple. Um, apparently they had, they had um, got into an interaction with police out West and had to be separated. So it's strange because, you know, it has that eerie feeling of, you know, people go missing and there, there could always be that, that abnormal, paranormal, bizarre, especially in the national forests, uh, explanation for it. In this case, I don't think that there's some bizarre explanation for it, but still something that makes makes you makes you think. I guess that the the boyfriend now over over the uh, 
over the weekend. Um, I guess it was on Saturday. Um, and maybe, yeah, it was Saturday. I think this was reported that her boyfriend also turned up missing. And uh, that, of course, is very suspicious considering that he drove back across the country. You know, I took that trip and uh, several times I've taken that trip and it's, it's one hell of a, tr- a drive. And uh, he gets back and it's 10 days before police are notified that Gabby Petito is missing. Brian's fiance, Gabby's missing. And then, uh, you know, the police start looking into it, FBI starts looking into it. And of course, now Brian is a person of interest because he disappeared. Um, though they said they've got no evidence that a crime's been committed and they have, you know, obviously they, they can't bring any charges against him or they don't even have any evidence to hold him on anything. I mean, even suspicion at this point is just a person of interest, I guess, is is how the police have gone about defining this this case so far. And the course you know the family doesn't probably want to say a lot um a lot about the situation uh but uh, it's just it's a weird story and apparently i don't know if this is true again it's just a lot of reports but apparently the 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 guy brian he went missing in florida and apparently he he also went to um uh, a, like a park or like a like a I don't know if it was a state park or a national park, probably a state park because there aren't there aren't a lot of national parks in Florida. There's like the Everglades and it's a handful of small little places outside the Everglades. But apparently he went to a, a national park and disappeared. So it's very very bizarre. Whether we're talking about Grand Teton National Park, you know she might have disappeared before before they got to Wyoming, or then he drives back across the country. And then, you know, 10 days after, then they report it to the police. It's a very strange situation. But it made me think of something that is arguably more strange than the case of Gabby Petito and whether it's it's racially motivated for the media to cover it. I guess it, it wasn't racially motivated for the media to cover Black Lives Matter for the last two years while they're, you know, a lot of their goons burned down cities with Antifa, but that's a completely different story. Uh, two articles from People Magazine. One of them I uh, I saw, and I actually saved it. I saved it on my phone, and I thought, well, there's something that you know I could do a show on again. And I I just didn't think much more about it. But it was a a young boy, AJ Elphalak, who went missing in Australia. He was three years old, and he had autism. And he went missing for three days in the woods. Here's a story reported September 6th, 2021. So this was in the middle of um, the time lapse between the, the, re, the returning of uh, Gabby's fiance to Florida and uh, then his, you know, his, his disappearance. But, you know, in the middle of them reporting her disappearance to the police on the 11th of September. But this is an Australian, this is a little boy, missing three-year-old boy. He was found safe after authorities say he spent several days alone in the Australian woods. Three years old, and he spent three days in the woods. He was discovered by police at about 11.30 in the morning, three days after he was reported missing, according to a press release from the North, or excuse me, the New South Wales Police Force. 
AJ, who reportedly has autism and is also nonverbal, according to the Associated Press and CTV News, was first reported missing around 12.30 p.m., making his disappearance, uh, the reporting of his disappearance, and uh, when they discovered him three days later, virtually, I mean, like almost exactly 72 hours. And uh, authorities said the boy disappeared from a rural property in Putty, a village located in New South Wales, just north of Sydney. So they they launched a search immediately with emergency service volunteers and other agencies and uh, NSW Ambulance, uh, Emergency Services, Rural Fire Service, Volunteer Rescue Association, you name it. Uh, They got uh, bike officers, dogs and mounted units and divers and helicopters looking for this boy. And uh, I feel like this story should maybe be more intriguing to the media than the story of Gabby Petito because after three days of searching, AJ was spotted by a police helicopter crew, and there's video of it. It's kind of kind of disturbing to watch it. Um, just He was just sitting there in the woods drinking water. Just like the three-year-old boy, a toddler, not much older than my son. Uh, he was spotted by a police helicopter crew sitting in shallow water in a creek bed. Get this. 1,540 feet from his home. That's not very far. It's according to Police Superintendent Tracy Chapman and as reported on by the Associated Press. Footage of that moment, which is the video that you can watch if you look at the news article, posted by the NSW Police's Twitter account, shows the boy sitting alone in the wilderness and cupping water from the creek into his mouth. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's so strange because this is not the first case of, of a young little boy gone missing who was later found in the wilderness and the forest and, and, and somehow survived for three days. In fact, it's the second story, a second big story in the last five months. Back in April, a three-year-old was missing for three days and was found, quote, alive and well in a Canadian forest. A three-year-old boy wandered away from his family in Canada and spent three days missing in the woods. Jude Layton, who disappeared around noon, was found sleeping near a beaver pond by search and rescue crews in the afternoon on the following Wednesday, according to Global News Canada. He was found in, quote, good condition taken by an ambulance to Kingston General Hospital. So while the media is focused on the racism of Gabby Petito, and it's an interesting story, and it looks like maybe her boyfriend had something to do with it, or maybe they were involved in something something bigger, and, you know, whatever happened to her also happened to him. I don't think they got carried away by monsters in the National Forest, but it's kind of suspicious that he also went missing, uh just over the weekend just basically two weeks after she went missing and very very suspicious but two boys one in canada one in australia very young boys toddlers three years old each went missing for three days in the woods and were found virtually unharmed one had some ant bites and a diaper rash i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings maybe some of you know where i'm going with this tonight if you don't stay tuned if you do probably won't want to miss it. Don't go anywhere. This is The Secret Teachings, and we'll be back.
Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I've personally used their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something astounding with you. It's no mistake that Delta equals four numerically, and that with its three sides equals seven, the number of revelations that heralds the apocalypse to build a new kingdom on the ashes of the old. The new kingdom is not firstly God's, though, but a false prophet who will be crowned, the Corona. His kingdom is seven years long, but it's cut in half. Delta means change and authority and conveys a deep meaning in holding the eye of God and his infallible name Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton. It's no mistake CG images of SARS-CoV-2 have little triangles or that Delta waves place people into a diseased, unstable state of mind. It's no mistake the biggest global conspiracy is one of depopulation, that its logo is supposedly a triangle, and that Delta extracted from the Norse Volknut means fertility. These are the patterns that we see and the observations that we make on The Secret Teachings Radio, five nights a week broadcasting on The Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us rdgable at yahoo.com. 
The music tonight by White Bat Audio. Check them out on YouTube. Check out our website at www.thesecretteachings.info for our full show archive, montages, and more. And you can email the show by opening up your email, typing in rdgableerdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media. Check us out on Patreon for behind-the-scenes videos. Check out our affiliate sponsors on the website, Pro One Water Filters and US Plus Health. Support the show if you like what you hear. You're entertained by it if you find something, discover something practical from the show. If you enjoy the show, please support us to keep us on air Monday through Friday here on The Fringe FM. Of course, we have a one-hour Saturday show on another network over on Aftermath. That information for that show is also on our website. Missing three-year-old boy in Australia, missing three-year-old boy in Canada, both the boy in Australia A.J. Elphalak, or Anthony A.J. Elphalak, and the three-year-old boy in Canada, Jude Layton. Both were missing for three days. The story from Australia of Anthony Elphalak was reported in People Magazine September 6, 2021. That's the article I have. September 6th. So this was just a few days ago. This was earlier this month of September. The other story out of Canada was reported April 1st. And no, it's not an April Fool's joke. Also by People Magazine. There are other magazines that published articles about this. These are just the two that I found. And I found them because I was looking up the Anthony Elphalak story. Because the headline caught my attention uh, when it happened. And I saved it on my phone. Missing three-year-old boy with autism found after three days lost in Australian woods. And I saved that on my phone because I thought, that reminds me of uh, Casey Hathaway, that little boy who went missing and was found behind his, his parents' home, or his grandparents, I think it was his grandparents' home. And uh, then I started doing some research, and I found this other boy, this other story in Canada, three-year-old missing for three days, found alive and well in Canadian forests. Now, both of these stories got very little attention, and maybe that's because they are international. They're Australian and Canadian. Right now, all the attention is focused on Gabby Petito and Brian Laundrie and uh, the disappearance of Gabby earlier in September and now the disappearance of Brian Laundry over the weekend, who is a person of interest now in the case, although police say they have no evidence, no solid evidence that any crime has been committed. But it's, it's a very strange case. This couple went on a cross-country road trip, going to all the national parks. You know, I, I just did that this year with uh, my, my partner, Hope. And then, apparently, in the middle of this trip, or at some point in the trip, Brian turns around and drives to Florida, and where he lived, I guess. They, I think they started the trip in New York, but they lived in Florida. Drives to Florida without his fiance. She's, she's not there. And uh, she was reported missing on the 11th of September, 10 days after he returned home from the trip. So she's been missing longer than just the the earlier days of this month because, I mean, obviously 
you know, driving from where they were in Utah or Wyoming, where they supposedly were heading headed to the Grand Teton National Park, um, last, as she was last seen in Salt Lake City, uh, that's that's a drive. That's three probably three days if you go straight through. That's a, probably a four day drive if you want to stop and rest. So this girl's been missing for about three weeks now, and it's it's just. It's a bizarre story, and it's weird, perhaps more than the story, it's weird that the media is more concerned that the girl is white, and there are stories in the media and the press about how well, there's really just white girl you know, syndrome, or there's like a name for it that goes back to 2007. It's called the missing white girl syndrome. How, how white women that disappear, you know, get more media attention, and you know, there should be more attention on black people, and it's like, well... Somebody went missing. Somebody could have been raped and killed or someone could have been eaten by a monster in the woods. I don't really think it matters the color of their skin. Uh, It happens to people of different skin color, but media has to make it about race. That probably gets more, that gets more attention. But really, I guess if, if we're being, uh, you know, we're going to be objective about this, uh, why has there been no, virtually no media coverage of the little boy in Australia, the little boy in Canada. Maybe it's because it's international and we don't see a lot of that here in the United States. But when I read those two stories, I, I immediately thought, and this is, this is how I prepare a show. I saw the story of the kid in Australia and I saved it. And then my friend sent me the story about Gabby Petito and we were talking about it, uh, my friend from high school. And I started to think, okay, missing person, National Park, and now her boyfriend, her fiancé, went missing over the weekend. Very suspicious. Uh, I said, that's, you know, I think he went missing in a park, too. That's what I read in some report, and my friend told me that. I don't know how accurate that is, and I tried to tried to find it out. I mean, there's just so many conflicting reports, I, I don't know what to believe. But then I thought, well, there's, there's another boy that went missing in Canada. And both headlines, three-year-old missing for three days, boy through a three-year-old boy with autism found after three days. I thought of us another story. I thought of a story in 2019 of another three-year-old boy. This was in North Carolina. A boy that, I'll never forget his name, Casey Hathaway. Casey Hathaway was found nearly three days, just like the other two stories, three days after he disappeared in, quote, Thorns, and vines, end quote, according to reports, such as one from the New York Daily News, yet somehow managed to survive as a three-year-old for three days in strong winds, heavy rain, and below freezing temperatures. He was found in what was reported to be, quote, good health. And the boy said that, quote, a friend in the woods that was a bear, end quote, protected him. The woods and the thorns or vines that he was found tangled in by police are reminiscent of the stories of Slenderman. Also, the Baba Yaga, or Momo, or the Witch of the Woods, as depicted in Hansel and Gretel. His infernal majesty's domain is in the woods, and he is typified by having spidery limbs. If you watch the Slenderman movie, it's pretty horrific, but in the Slenderman movie, one of the girls who summons Slenderman 
is tricked by the entity through her cellular phone, which is, you know, similar to the Momo stories on social media, to open her bedroom door, allowing entrance into her space for this this entity, this creature. Another girl was deceived in the movie by the mimicking of her missing friend's voice, very similar to the, uh, the newer version of the Blair Witch. And so she willingly goes into the woods thinking her friend is there, her missing friend, where she's bound up by vines and absorbed into a tree, you know, likely into the other world of, of the monster, just like in Stranger Things. The Demogorgon enters into our world through a portal. Uh, you see in the movie they use the tree portal to go in and out of the other world. It's very, very, very similar to the ovary tree. It's what I call it. It's, a, it's literally a tree that's constructed after the female reproductive system uh, in the film Pond's Labyrinth. And it's, you know, it's also not the tree symbolism, but the, the idea of portals isn't the movie, the movie Carline with the chalk, which is exactly how Ophelia gets into the other world in, in the movie Pond's Labyrinth, which is one of my, my favorite movies. Um, there's also in the Slenderman movie a scene where the girl, it was one of the main characters, is on the ground in the woods and she has vines coming out of her mouth and out of her eyes. And, um, you know, that's also very similar. I'm just making all these comparisons. It's very similar to the, the music video and the song by Taylor Swift. Um, I think it's called Out of the Woods. And uh, she's tangled up in vines in the woods and it starts out with these words on the screen, it's supposedly about a guy. You know, it's about a relationship. That you know, you know how the music industry does it. It's all about relationships and the and the, the devil and the, the 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 horrible things that the partner does. That's you know, they they equate it to the devil. When I I think really what they're doing is they've made a deal with the devil and then they use the boyfriend or the husband or whatever the one night stand or whatever it is in the song. That's the metaphor. It's my view. Um, but. That, that was a song where it's supposedly about a boy, but then in the beginning there's like a, a, a scene, very, very brief scene of the, of the words changing, and then the, you see the word him, H-I-M, his infernal majesty, just like him in Stranger Things. It's, it's well, you know what his infernal majesty is. Um, in the movie Slender Man, the girl with the vines going, you know, f- coming from her eyes and her mouth, she goes into a seizure uh, and a con- like a contortion, um, kind of looking like the girl from the well from the film uh, Ring or the film, the follow-up film, The Rings or Rings. Uh, there's a similar scene in Stranger Things when Will, having been possessed by the shadow monsters in bed with protruding black veins all over his face. So, I mean, those are just a couple of things that um, I documented in my book, The Technological Elixir, one of the last chapters in the book. I go through all of this from Slenderman to Momo to AI um, in regards to those things and to UFO cults. It's just like one in the music industry. It's one giant chapter pushing all this stuff together. So I could say that this is like one of my favorite subjects and it's an area of specialty for me. And I, you know, I, I feel blessed that I have an audience who can see these same kinds of patterns. And I feel blessed that I have an ability, I hope that you feel blessed if, if you have this ability, to see these kinds of patterns. And again, I mean, the patterns we're talking about is this girl goes missing, Gabby Petito, she, she goes missing somewhere out west. 
Um, reportedly last seen in Utah and Salt Lake City, but supposedly was heading to the Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. It's a beautiful place. I'd like to go there myself. Um, And then her boyfriend uh, slash fiance, he, I guess, just, he drove back across the country without her. And um, 10 days after he returned home, then she was reported missing. And in the process of investigating, her fiancé also disappears. And in, in both cases, again, reportedly, because authorities don't fully know, uh, they believe that her fiancé, Brian Laundrie, went also into a forest in Florida. There are, there are forests in Florida. And disappeared. Now, maybe... Maybe that's coincidental, you know, maybe it's just convenient, but, you know, I don't know, I grew up in Florida, and I guess there's there's two ways that you could get me to go in, into a forest in Florida with all the bugs and all the humidity and all the, the swampiness. Like, I guess if I was really wanting to avoid being arrested for committing a crime, maybe I'd go into those woods, you know. Um, or maybe if I was hunting down Bigfoot and I saw him and he ran into the woods and I was going to hunt him down, you know, maybe I'd run into the woods, but I, of all the woods that I've been in, you, I just do, I can't stand Florida forests. They're, they're just a nightmare. They're like the worst parts of a swamp and a forest and a, and a tropical environment just mixed together. It's horrible. But so this guy apparently went into the forest, just disappeared. So they both reportedly disappeared and disappeared potentially into national parks. So when, again, when I saw that, I thought of the three-year-old boy who went missing for three days in Australia. And that was reported on September 6th, which is, you know, just a few days after this, this guy, Brian drove home without his fiance, which is very, very, you know, suspicious. (laughs) I made, I wouldn't have driven away without my fiance hope when we took our cross country trip to the national parks. This guy decided, I guess, it was okay to do it. I mean, apparently, they had gotten into a, a fight or something out in Moab, which is a really beautiful little area. They have a great co-op in Moab, if you ever go to Moab. And the police had to separate him or something. That's the story I heard. So it was. It sounds like a true crime story. You know, like a, you listen to one of those true crime podcasts or, you know, true crime or unsolved mysteries. And I'm sure the police even though they don't have any evidence, I'm sure they think that this guy was involved. I mean, they were, they were trying to search again, reportedly, I don't know all this for sure, but they were, um, trying to, I guess, search his property, something like that. Police officers in the FBI were at his home. They were searching a silver Ford Mustang parked in the driveway. And I, I, the thing, the thing about this is like, there's people that protest, there's people that got together and protested this and demanded he be arrested. Just mob justice. And that's not how we do things in America. This isn't mob justice. This is we find evidence. We, we get suspects. And there's due process of law. And we don't just throw people on the, you know, into the gallows. We don't just cut people's heads off and chain, chain them you know, to... Uh, you know, to, to something like a rock, like Prometheus and let a bird eat it, eat, eat their liver. We don't just throw them in a gulag. 
You know, I guess that happens to some people because the assist system is abused, but we have due process of law. We don't need protesters demanding that this person be arrested when they don't even have any evidence. Um, but nonetheless, it's a very strange story, and that's where all the media's attention is. It's all on this girl, Gabby Petito, and her fiancé now who's disappeared, Brian Laundrie. But then you got the three-year-old boy in Australia who went missing for three days. Then you got the three-year-old boy in Canada that went missing for three days. And the boy in Australia went missing just a few days ago in respect to the story of the, of the kid in Canada who went missing back in April. And while the media is focused on this girl, and you've got the media split between it's a good story, we're going to make money off this, and this is what gets us viewership, and the rest of the media saying this is missing white girl syndrome, you're just obsessed with white girls, and why aren't we covering missing black girls? Do you want black girls to be missing? You know, There's a lot of missing fathers from homes in black communities. Maybe the media can talk about that, or all the missing babies that are killed at Planned Parenthood in the inner city. Maybe media can talk about that for a moment. Maybe the media could talk about all those missing black people. If they're really obsessed with needing to have a, a, you know, a certain skin color represented in every news story. But why aren't we talking about the missing kids? Especially when just a few months apart, a three-year-old in Australia and a three-year-old in Canada go missing. They're both gone for three days. And, and that's not even necessarily what's strange, but a third story, a third story from 2019 tells exactly the same story. A three-year-old boy vanished from his grandmother's backyard in North Carolina, Casey Hathaway, who was missing for three days. Now, maybe the three-day three uh, time frame is important because perhaps after 72 hours, police start to think, we're not going to find this person, especially a toddler. So if that's the case, maybe they don't look as hard, people start to lose morale, and they might miss something that they otherwise would have seen, and so after three days, they don't find anything, and you know it starts to go south quicker and quicker. And uh, maybe that's why they typically find them in three days if they if they have all these people looking for them, you know, whether they're young kids or adults or whatever. And the kids are different because the kids don't, these three-year-old kids, these toddlers, don't have, like, you know, an intention to run away into the forest, you know, and go hide or something, you know, from, like, you would, that just, it's, it's different than an adult. Um, you know, it's actually one morning, my son, he climbed out of his crib and he had, you know, soiled his diaper, and he he, unpl- he unplugged his lights, and he was just like crying in the in the bedroom. And Hope opens the door, and his lights were off. He was standing at the door; he couldn't get out, you know, with you know poop around his his waist. I felt so bad, and I was thinking like, well, my son can open doors, and I just think he got really scared in the dark. But my God, I just think can. I, could my son handle that? Could my son as a three-year-old be missing for three days in the woods and not not die, not be you know seriously injured? Or maybe a lot of kids just sit down. But see, it starts to get weird, and, and it starts to get more interesting, I think, than the Gabby Petito case when 
the three stories of the three-year-old missing boys all missing for three days, and I'm sure you could find others if you start looking for them, they go beyond the, the mystery of a missing person. The three-year-old boy in Australia, Anthony A.J. Alphalak, was reported to be nonverbal and have autism. He was missing for almost exactly three days. And when they found him, there's a video of them, of them finding him. He was sitting alone in the wilderness, cupping water from the creek into his mouth. After being evaluated and reunited with his parents, they said he fell asleep in the ambulance. They also added that he ate a banana and three slices of pizza. So the number three, for some reason, was important, I guess. I guess the kid just wanted three slices of pizza. Also, this kid had a few little injuries. He had some ant bites, and he had a diaper rash, and a few little abrasions. So he did have like a little bit of, a little bit of uh, exposure, a little bit of, a uh, little bit of exposure to the elements. Now, the earlier case this year in Canada was a three-year-old boy, Jude Layton, went missing in a Canadian forest, and. Uh, he went missing, apparently, after wandering away from the Bing Retreat, which is a resort owned by his grandfather, because you remember Casey Hathaway went missing in the backyard of his grandma's house, uh, went, went missing from this retreat into rough terrain with steep climbs, thick woods, and poor cell phone reception, according to the Whig Standard and People Magazine. And uh, he was found just under half a mile from where he was last seen. The boy in Australia was found just over 1,500 feet from his home. Now, again, there might be a more police-based, let's call it, explanation for this, but let me just break it down for you very, very, very briefly again. A boy who's three years old goes missing for three days in the woods in Australia. Anthony Elphalak. He's missing for almost exactly three days. He might have a couple scrapes on him, but he's found to be in good health, drinking water out of a creek. He was evaluated, found to be in good health. He had three slices of pizza afterwards. Had a little diaper rash. But he was found very, very close to where he had went missing. And uh, then you look at the story of the three-year-old Jude Layton, who was also missing for three days, also found in good condition, and had wandered away from a a retreat that his grandfather owned. And... um, he was found just under half a mile from where he was last seen. In both cases, you have a three-year-old boy who went missing for three days. And in both cases, they were found within a few thousand feet of their home or from where they went missing. 1,540 feet from his home in the case of Anthony Elphalak and in the case of Jude Layton. He was missing just under half a mile from his home. So what's that like? 3,000-something, close to 4,000 feet. Like, not very far. But what perhaps is weirder is that 
all the helicopters, all the police officers, all the firefighters, all the volunteers, all the community members, everybody that goes searching for these kids can't find them. And when they turn up, they seem to be in good health. They're missing for exactly three days. In both of these stories, the kids were three years old. And they're in places where you would think that investigators, that police officers and firefighters and family members and friends would have looked. I can't imagine how they could overlook both of these little boys. In Australia, that situation maybe makes more sense because of the the, the wilderness area that the kid went missing. But in Canada, just right away from a retreat, and he was just right there. I mean, is it collective paranoia people they can't find the kid they start panicking they call the police they report a missing they start investigating they're not even paying attention the kid's right there you know or is it something else because in the case of this three-year-old boy um casey hathaway in 2019 a story i'll never forget he was in his grandmother's backyard in north carolina three-year-old boy who went missing for three days And he was also found in good health, pretty much in the backyard, not within the fence, just outside of the fence of his grandmother's house. I mean, just in terms of chance, and we can find other stories that I would, I guarantee you we can find other stories, but these three I wanted to focus on tonight. What are the chances of that? Three-year-old boys, and it's usually boys, three-year-old boys missing exactly, almost exactly for three days, all found in the woods, all relatively in good health, and all, relatively speaking, very close to the place that they went missing. What are the chances of that being a consistent news story? Well, if you ask Casey Hathaway, that three-year-old boy who's now five years old, when he was asked what happened, he was out in strong winds and heavy rain and freezing temperatures, and he was found in good health. He said that a, quote, friend in the woods took care of him. Now, that's a, that's a creepy thing for a three-year-old to say, a friend in the woods. He said that friend was, quote, a bear. Now, I've read stories going back to the, the 19th century. Um, I remember reading a story about a girl who went missing in the late 1800s, and um, she was later found, and she says that uh, uh, she described a similar kind of creature that took care of her. Now, this is obviously where the stories take um, a more paranormal Uh, a more spooky turn. It's one thing for a kid to be missing. It's another thing for the kids to be missing in what amounts to a pattern from Canada to Australia to North Carolina. Three-year-olds missing for three days, essentially taken care of in the woods, in the wilderness, not succumbing to the extreme elements or the extreme terrain. And then being found virtually next to where they went missing, even though investigators, researchers who are researching the area, trying to find out where the best place maybe was to, to look, to hunt 
this kid down to find them, where the parents, where the friends, where the police helicopters, the firefighters couldn't find the kids. But there they are within a few thousand feet of where they went missing or where their homes were. Casey Hathaway was was found behind his grandmother's home, tangled in vines. Now, that story has always stuck with me because in 2019, when that story made the news, something else was making the news that I thought was... um, I thought was relatable. I thought it was relatable because the story of how Casey Hathaway was found was very, very similar to the stories of, of Slenderman. And the stories of Slenderman, of course, uh, well, I mean, you probably know where I'm going with this. Stranger Things came out in 2016. Stranger Things Season 3 came out in July of 2019, right? So, Stranger Things comes out in 2019, Season 3. You know what Stranger Things is about. Mind control experiments, abnormal uh, psychic-like phenomenon of children. It's all based on real you know, events, loosely based on real events. Uh, the Phoenix Project, MKUltra, Project Monarch, Project Montauk, and so on and so forth. When Casey Hathaway, a three-year-old, was found unharmed by the elements and he said a bear in the woods took care of him, the first thing he wanted to do was watch Netflix. And, of course, at the time, Stranger Things, which had debuted in um, 2019, Stranger Things was... uh, was about to premiere its its third, again, the number three, about to premiere its third season. Uh, the boy went missing in January of that year. And uh, Stranger Things, the third season, came out in July of that year. And the boy said he wanted to go home and he wanted to watch, uh, wanted to, wanted to watch this uh, Netflix so I did a show. I, I called it um, so something to the effect of Netflix conjuring or conjuring Netflix or some, something to that effect. And, and the, my whole idea was that, you know, Netflix has acted as this, uh, this force or this, this, this thing, this conjuring space, this uh, magical circle to summon and to conjure things like the shadow monster which is just another name for slender man or momo or him his infernal majesty and you know over the last couple of years i've i've doubled and tripled and quadrupled down on this this theory of mine um that i mean look at what we talked about last week from these African traditions from the Yoruba people like Santeria or Santerias, uh, someone said that's how you pronounce it. I've heard it pronounced both ways, uh, but either way, Santeria or Santeria, um, or Ifa, which is a practice of the founders of Black Lives Matter, 
where they're summoning the dead and they're summoning spirits to help them advance their agenda. And when their agenda is to destroy the family and to get rid of men and, you know, heterosexuals and just, it's like, well, you're, you're doing something that's dark. You're, this is equivalent to black magic. You're using, you're using, you know, other people's suffering and you're using the dead to obtain power for yourself. That's dark magic. That's necromancy. That's black magic. That's, that's not something you want to tamper with. And it's the same thing with Candyman. We did a whole Candyman show on Friday last week, and we tied it into Constitution Day, and that you know the people that are that are tr- that are striving for a less perfect union and a, and a very chaotic society, both in the United States and around the world, they're summoning and they're conjuring these horrible things about the past, making it seem like here in the present we still embody those ideas that were contrary not only to the founding of the United States of America. But contrary to what the Emancipation Proclamation, the Civil War, and Reconstruction signified for the building of a, of a more perfect union. So whether it's Ifa or Centuria or Santeria using the dead to advance their political causes, or it's Candyman and the new movie, which was basically white people, bad, white people, bad, white people, bad, here's some blood and gore. It was a summoning conjuring evocation of a Candyman like figure to things like Netflix. And, you know, I was watching uh, American horror stories that new um, spinoff of American horror story. And there was an episode about drive-in movie theaters, which I had just gone to a drive-in movie. So I, I watched it over the weekend It's very cheesy and it very politically correct, but it was about a movie called rabbit rabbit where when you watched it, you went crazy and you killed people. Everybody killed each other. And um, I want to tell you about that tonight on the show in the second hour. Because when I watched that, my memory was triggered. And I thought, I've done a show on this before. There's a, there's a movie called Antrim that supposedly is cursed. And I think that's where they got the idea for American Horror Stories. But the whole point is, at the end of the, at the, end of the episode, and this is in the synopsis, so it's not a spoiler the end of the episode you saw that the movie that they had only screened at a with a with an actual film at an uh, at a drive-in was on netflix and as it as it debuted on netflix people watched it and then the city just started blowing up people were killing each other casey hathaway he was found in vines three days in the woods three years old found virtually right next to his home Missing three-year-old boy in Australia. Missing three-year-old boy in Canada. Both three years old, both missing for three days. Anthony Elphalak and Jude Layton. Both found almost exactly where they had gone missing. And people poured over those areas. Couldn't find anything. Find him later in good condition. And in the case of Casey Hathaway, he wanted to watch Netflix afterwards and said a bear took care of him in the woods. The story gets a lot more interesting as it goes along. They also said they found the potential remains of Gabby Petito in Wyoming, according to the FBI. That was the original story. There's a lot more to talk about here on The Secret Teachings tonight. Don't go anywhere. You don't want to miss what's coming up in the second hour. Stay with us. Lighting the void with the secret teachings of all ages. 
It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Do you like the secret teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something very interesting with you. It's no mistake that the CDC began recommending masks in April of 2020 and that people immediately had trouble adapting or breathing just a few weeks before George Floyd died in Minneapolis. After his death, people began chanting, I can't breathe on May 26th. It's no mistake that in June, this man with black skin who had been turned into a god was placed into a golden coffin, a real-life reenactment of the killing of Osiris in Egyptian myth. It's no coincidence the same month that this took place in the Twin Cities, a Twin Summit was taking place with the World Economic Forum, the implications of which we look at on The Secret Teachings. And these are the patterns and observations that we make on the show five nights a week, broadcasting on The Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. So are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I want to invite you to join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs, conspiracies, current events, nature of reality, consciousness, and of course, the paranormal. Listen to The Rogie Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern here on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support. 
and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. your host Ryan Gable. Welcome to the Secret Teachings. Wherever you're listening around the world, thank you for tuning in to the broadcast right here on the Fringe FM, the Fringe FM app, Paranormal Radio app, and Talk Stream Live. Check out our website www.thesecretteachings.info for our full show archive, our montages, my books, and more. Every yearly subscriber gets a physical copy of one of my books. It's an ongoing special. If you have any questions about that or how to get the subscription, it's pretty simple. It's on the website just under the Donate Subscribe page, or you can email me, rdgable at yahoo.com, and I can help you out with that. If you have any questions about anything else or want to share something with us, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. That's where you can get a hold of me. Or Patreon, The Secret Teachings. We have a Patreon page now. And we have uh, some behind-the-scenes videos going up. You can request uh, whatever it is that you'd like to see or whatever it is you'd like to hear. And uh, I'll produce that for Patreon. So thank you very much for all of you who have become patrons on the Secret Teachings page and all of those of you who have donated uh, out of um, you know thankfulness for the shows we've done on those exemption forms. Probably have another one coming up this week uh, with some updated stuff. Really appreciate that. Uh, helps more than you know. I'm going to be moving across the country, hopefully. All goes as planned in uh, November, December of this year, so you know, I need to need to get radio as um, as jacked up as I can, as pumped up as I can, so I don't have to worry about you know finding additional work at the moment. As soon as I get out there, and radio has been very good to me. All of you have been very good to me, so I appreciate that. I just uh, ask you to continue to support the show in whatever way that you do. Uh, TheSecretTeachings.info, rdgable at yahoo.com, social media, facebook.com forward slash TheSecretTeachings. So this, I read this story. You know about a about a about a girl that went missing, and uh, it's been all the rage in the media. You know all the all the news outlets are talking about it. And uh, Tuesday this week, they're supposed to do an autopsy on the body of this girl, Gabby Petito. So tomorrow they should be doing the autopsy. They found, well, at least what they think is her body, or according to CNN, they found body parts or the remains of a body that are aligned with her description. So they think that maybe they, they found um, her body. 
And, uh, you know, initially they, they didn't exactly know where to look. They just knew that she had last been seen in Utah, Salt Lake City, and that she was potentially heading toward, toward uh, Teton County, Wyoming, to the Grand Teton National Park. And uh, then she went, she went missing. And um, her boyfriend, fiancé, drove across the country back to Florida where he lived, where they lived. I guess they both lived together. And uh, then he went missing. And so police believe that maybe he had something to do with it. They went to search his car or at least his property, and they searched the car on the property, and people were protesting, you know, arrest him, arrest him, arrest him. And uh, he disappeared, and so they think he went into a local nature preserve and just vanished. But they, they've been searching that uh, at the same time that they've been searching uh, parts of Wyoming, and they think that they found uh, these uh, human remains of this girl. It's a very sad story. It sounds like some you know true crime story, but that story got me thinking about an article that I had saved on my phone a couple of weeks ago. It was from September 6th, and it's about a three-year-old boy who went missing for three days in the Australian woods, Anthony Elphalak. And then another story from April, a three-year-old boy went missing for three days in a Canadian forest, Jude Layton. In both cases, the boy was three years old. In both cases, the boy was missing for three days. Almost exactly three days. In both cases, in the case of A.J. Alphalak, he was found with virtually no, you know, no scars, no major bruises or cuts. He had a few ant bites and a diaper rash. Relatively in good health. But he was found very close to where he went missing. In fact, 1,540 feet from his home, according to the Associated Press. The other boy in Canada was found about half a mile from where he was last seen, a property owned by his grandfather called the Bing Retreat. I feel like those stories share more than coincidental associations, particularly because they're almost an exact mirror of what happened in Craven County, North Carolina in 2019. According to a CNN headline, I looked this back up. A boy who was lost in the woods says a bear kept him company. No one can prove it didn't happen. That's the headline. Casey Hathaway. Casey Hathaway was three years old, and Casey Hathaway went missing for, you guessed it, three days. He was found very cold, but very much alive. And get this, vines and thorns. And I say get this because he was found like the other two boys, Jude Layton and A.J. Alphalak, virtually unharmed in the woods, almost right where he went missing. This boy was found behind his grandmother's house in the woods in a mess of vines and thorns. It's a three-year-old boy. Didn't have any exposure to the elements. Casey Hathaway was found 40 to 50 yards from where he went missing. 
Now, in all three cases, Casey Hathaway, Jude Layton, and Anthony A.J. Alphalak, three-year-olds, three days missing. I'm going to keep repeating it because it's important. All the investigations, all the police, all the firefighters, all the volunteers, all the family, all the people, did everybody overlook? I mean, 40 to 50 yards away, he was just there tangled in some vines, and when they found him, he was reportedly, you know, you know, I don't know if he was screaming, but he was he was like, you know, mom, mom, my son will when he's not when he's here, he'll go, he'll go like my mom, my mom, my mom. And then when I I'm like, no, no, dad dad, he'll go, dad dad. <laughs> I get the cuter dad dad. It's cuter than mom. Mom is necessary, dad is fun. So I get the cute dad dad. But it, he was just like, you know, mom, mom, mom. Some I guess that's what they reported. He was he was asking for his mom. You know, what kid wouldn't? And um 40 to 50 yards from where he was, where he was, you know, went missing just out of a backyard. Uh, and then, you know, the other two kids just one wandered off of a, a retreat disappeared. And another one reportedly just, I guess, wandered into the woods. It's just, it's bizarre how you get the three year old missing for three days, found virtually unharmed, exposed to the elements, terribly, you know, difficult terrain for an adult, for an experienced athlete or hiker or climber to navigate. And these kids just, they survive and they're fine. And then the case of Casey Hathaway, he says a bear took care of him. Now, personally, the, the, is, as sad as the Gabby Petito case is, these three kids, you know, they were found alive. It wasn't like a boyfriend, you know, or a girlfriend, you know, did something to them. And I'm not even saying that Gabby Petito's boyfriend did anything. It's suspicious he disappeared, so clearly he's a person of interest. And he disappeared into a nature preserve, so I guess he just ran away. But, you know, if she disappeared in a national park and he disappeared in a nature preserve, maybe he didn't have anything to do with it. Maybe there's some connection between the two. I don't know. But when this Casey Hathaway kid was found, he said he wanted to watch Netflix. And uh, what was becoming, you know, popular again on Netflix in 2019 and early 2019 was Stranger Things because the third season premiere was about to come out in July and the shadow monster of course you know in Stranger Things is basically a manifestation of his infernal majesty him which they even use that that term in the Slenderman movie it's part of the Momo challenge and how things from the internet copy pasta, social media challenges, memes, we call it meme magic, can be used to summon and invoke and conjure what is just an idea, what is a piece of art, and it manifests from the collective dumping of energy and attention into that meme, into that idea, into that symbol, and it begins to, to appear. Whether it's Slenderman, Momo, or him, they're all the same manifestations of the same force. As is the story of the two girls a couple of years ago on Halloween in 2018 at Bartow Middle School in Florida that claimed that they had, um, they wanted to kill their classmates, drink their blood, eat their flesh leave their body parts at the school's entrance and then kill themselves to meet the devil or to meet Satan. There's no mention of Momo in the story. 
But they believed, according to the arrest affidavit, killing all these students was in hopes it would make them worse sinners, ensuring that they, uh, ensuring that after they committed suicide, they would go to hell so they could be with Satan. That's that was the whole Momo challenge, and it's Momo means devil. Mo, and maybe they pronounce it differently. Mu Mo, in Chinese and Mandarin means demon or devil. And the whole point of the challenge was to meet Momo, to meet the devil, committing suicide, killing an animal, hurting somebody. That's a whole long story that I detail in my book, The Technological Elixir. And I talk about the Casey Hathaway story in that book just very briefly and how it relates to the vines and the thorns and the Slenderman movie. The girls lured into the woods and consumed by vines. And, you know, you see similar things like this in Stranger Things and Pan's Labyrinth and the Demigorgon and the Shadow Monster and seated music videos and Hollywood and black goo and just all over the place in the entertainment industry. And what is entertainment? Directing energy, directing attention, right? Well, you know, I sat down and I watched, um, I, I was trying to find something to watch on one of the streaming services. And, uh, I, I just have a hard time finding anything that's any good. And I thought, well, I liked some of American Horror Story. So I'm going to watch this spinoff series, um, American Horror Stories. And I thought it was going to be, I honestly thought it was going to be a little more effed up than it was, but it's very sexual, very uncomfortable. It's, it's you know, it's, a, it's AHS, it's American Horror Story. Um, I watched American Horror Story, the episode about about the the drive-in uh, movie theater, and it's also episode number three of the the first season called Drive-in, and it's about this. Um, not going to bore you with the details, but it's about this movie. There's a private screening of a movie that has been banned. That the studio that produced it with the director destroyed all the copies at the behest of Congress because I guess the director was brought in front of Congress to to um, testify on his movie because when it first premiered in the 80s people in the movie theater started to attack each other and a bunch of people died so they said that they believed that the movie was cursed after that and it became like this legend and Congress assured that, you know, the movie got put down. Well, the director had an extra copy of it, and that's how the episode uh, tells the story. He decides to debut it at, um, like, the, 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 the revamp of it to, to reintroduce it uh, decades later at a drive-in movie theater. And uh, there's like a protester there who was at the original screening. It's I, I didn't think it was a great, I don't think American Horror Stories is a great show. Um, but it's, it's kind of cheesy. Um, they show this movie and it's, it's called Rabbit Rabbit. And it, it's a cursed movie and people start to kill, kill each other when they see the movie. Now, again, no spoiler alert, but when I was watching that episode, I thought, I've done a show on this before. Um, I bet you they got the idea from a movie that came out in the 1980s called Antrim. 
movie called Antrim that was debuted in uh, 1988, but it was submitted to seven film festivals in 1983, and it was rejected from all three of those festivals. Three of the people from different festivals, from the Colorado Film Fest, the Jones Film Fest, and the La Jolla Film Fest, three people, a man named Tom, a woman named Janet, and a man named Jones, all died mysterious deaths after having rejected the film. One man was electrocuted, one person had a seizure and died, and another person was, was poisoned. Now that could just all be coincidental. People die every day. But when the movie Antrim was screened in 1988, in Budapest, Hungary, the theater caught on fire, and reportedly 56 people died during the screening which is the whole idea for this drive-in cinema episode of American Horror Stories, that when the movie originally debuted, a bunch of people went crazy and killed each other and ripped each other's organs out, and this lady lost an eye and her boyfriend died. And that was back in the 80s. But this was based on a real, partly real story, of a movie called Antrim. And I did a show on Antrim before, and I even made a montage that's, you know, in the art, both of those are in the, the montage in the show archive. And um, in 1993, five years after its original debut in 88, 1993, a San Francisco theater screened the movie. And this was also in the American Horror Story episode that, you know, there were, there were theories that people had done something to the popcorn or... The, the beverages or something in the theater, you know, maybe they, they put LSD in the popcorn or something with psychedelics in the beverages and people went crazy. And, and that's, that is what happened in 1993 when the movie debuted a second time at a San Francisco theater, there was a total panic and there was a stampede and a bunch of people got hurt. It wasn't like Budapest in 88 where people died from a fire. Now, in 1993, when there was panic and a stampede at the San Francisco Theater, you know, panic and a stampede can likely be induced by, you know, hysteria caused by, you know, paranoia caused by the idea that this movie is cursed and it feeds into the myth, the mythos, the legend, the folklore, and it begins to take shape and to take form and manifest. In 2019, the movie Antrim was taken and spliced together with some commentary, um, just a brief introduction of what the movie was, and um, it was named on streaming services Antrim, the Deadliest Film Ever Made. And there's a couple of articles you can look up about this. One from Forbes magazine, how a cursed film circulating Hollywood is finally making its way to the public. And from the deadliest film ever made. And it's like a horror film. Um, there are reports that, that, you know, more than uh, 56 people died at the theater in 1988. In fact, a mirror article from September of 2020 says horror film claimed to have led to death of 86 people. Um, that's 56 from the Budapest 
uh, screening. And then uh, apparently 30 people died, died in San Francisco, according to this article. I, I never found any confirmation of that, but apparently 30 people died in that, that uh, theater. Uh, but an American horror director, Eric Thir- 13, interestingly enough, he you know, named himself 13, 13, 3, 10, 3, 10, threaten, threaten, threaten. Uh, he became aware of the film at the Brooklyn Horror Film Festival in 2019 and says he was determined to put it out to a wider audience. So he struck a deal with Uncorked Entertainment for Antrim to be screened through 2020 in cinemas across Japan where it attracted a lot of attention on social media. Now they put it on streaming services. I'll be honest with you, I refuse to watch it. Not because I think I'm going to you know, kill myself or hurt somebody else, but I don't like when that much attention, that much focus, and that much mystery and, and magic surrounds something, um, I'm skeptical to even watch the new season of Stranger Things. And I, and I feel that Stranger Things is probably not as subliminal as something like Antrim might be, but there's certainly something there that is going to affect uh, my subconscious in a way that is, to keep things very simple, that's not good. And I felt that way about Stranger Things from the first time I watched it. And, you know, you just kind of like, you go from Stranger Things and the Shadow Monster to the blonde hair in the music industry and uh, monsters and demons and deals with the devil and his infernal majesty and Slenderman and Momo and girls wanting to kill their class in Florida and meet the devil or meet Satan, which was the goal of the Momo challenge, to missing kids like Casey Hathaway, three years old, missing for three days, found right next to where he was went missing, tangled in vines. And he said all he wanted to do was watch Netflix, three-year-old, when they found him. And he said he was taken care of by a bear in the woods. And now this story has been repeated in April and this month of September of 2021. In April, a boy named Jude Layton went missing for three days in a Canadian forest. He was three years old, found virtually right next to where he went missing. And another boy... Anthony A.J. Alphalak went missing in September this, this month. He was three years old. He went missing for three days in the Australian woods, found almost exactly where he went missing. So, you know, the media is focused on Gabby Petito, and CNN reported over the weekend that they, they believed that they had found re- remains of, of, a, of, a, of a woman who, you know, or of a body that seemed to seem to be, you know, the description of Gabby, and they're going to do an autopsy on it uh, Tuesday. Um, and then you know you have other parts of the media focused on how well it's a white girl, and they're focused on the white people, and why not the black missing people? It's, you know, it just becomes a racial story again, and. Then the girl's boyfriend disappears in Florida into a nature preserve after she supposedly disappeared into the the uh, the uh, in Teton County, the Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. And so the national parks, you know, you think about missing four one one, and you start thinking about missing kids and missing people and the strange stories of people going missing and. Coming back with, you know, no scrapes, no scratches, no dirt. People missing for, you know, years and years and years and years. And then the remains are found in places that had already been searched obsessively. 
uh, the, the one story of the skull that was found on the, the, the log. And, you know, it had clearly been placed there by something that probably wasn't an animal. Uh, or the guys out in the woods recording those strange sounds coming across the river. Well, these were like big hunting guys with guns, and they were terrified in their little, in their hut. And I think it was like a hut or a tent or something. They were out there hunting, camping to, to go hunting. I can't help but think that, uh, you know, the from from media, social media, mainstream media, alternative media, entertainment, Netflix, you name it, etc., we watch this stuff and there's sigils, chaos magic, there's things, meme magic. We put our energy and invest our energy into it and it begins to manifest and become real. In the American Horror Story episode I watched called Drive-In, at the very end of the episode, Netflix in the in the show they debuted the movie Rabbit Rabbit, which is I think based off of the movie Antrim. And then the the whole city started to go, you know, devolve into chaos. I I think that there's a mixture of things here that that need to be discussed and and that's my job and i hope that you are enjoying tonight's show there's more after this www.thesecretteachings.info rdgable at yahoo.com stay with us there's more in the last segment You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM but most importantly it supports you. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. 
If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash the secret teachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. This is John B. Wells of Caravan to Midnight, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Uh, phenomenal show, for phenomenal interview, phenomenal questions, and uh, I'd be willing to come back at any time and uh, explore other topics for discussion, so thank you for having me on today. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. As soon as it's over, your phone rings. Someone knows you've watched it. And what they say is, you'll die in seven days. Since um, the dawn of cinema, we've been making movies about hell. You'll die in seven days. They've been you know, just films. So they've been safe. Antrim is not safe. You want to see the movie? Relax. Something happens when you point the camera at something terrible. The resulting film takes on power. In 1988, a small movie theater in Budapest, Hungary, burnt to the ground. Bystanders that had witnessed the event described it as if the building had spontaneously erupted into a moment of fire, killing the 56 people who were watching the film. The film that was screened was Paul Andrew. Okay, here's the deal. We've got to break into this house, and all we have to do is steal this one VHS tape. Which one is it? I don't know, man. Let's just look at this thing. It's so special that this thing is Andrew. Andrew. It's inside Tell me where the film is. That's not what you want to know. You want to know if the stories about the film are true. I know what you want. Andrew. You want to see the movie. Andrew. For the first time publicly screened in over 20 years, we present to you... 
tantrum. The deadliest purpose ever made. You'll die in seven days. I'm Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting around the world right here on The Fringe FM Monday through Friday. The last three years have yielded three synchronistic cases of missing children. All three of these children were boys. All three were three years old, and all three were missing for three days. In 2019, a young boy named Casey Hathaway vanished from his grandmother's backyard only to be found in the woods about 50 feet from where he went missing. In 2021, Jude Layton went missing in a Canadian forest only to be found less than a half a mile from where he was seen. And a few months later, just two weeks ago, mid-September 2021, before the story of Gabby Petito was circulating the media, a young boy named Anthony Elphalak went missing in the Australian woods only to be found just over 1,500 feet from his home. In all three cases, the end result was after authorities and search teams had swept the areas, the young boys, all three years old, all missing for three days, all exposed to the elements and all in well condition, were found as if they had went invisible right where they supposedly had gone missing. The case of Gabby Petito is also interesting because not only did she go missing, According to reports, they found body parts up in Wyoming, and they're going to do an autopsy on that tomorrow. But she supposedly went missing, and they found the body parts in a national park. And her fiancé, who drove back across the country after their cross-country road trip, also went missing in a wildlife preserve in Florida, becoming a person of interest. But what's further disturbing is that when young Casey Hathaway was returned home, he said that as a three-year-old boy, he said this, he was taken care of by a bear in the woods and that he only wanted to watch Netflix. One of the boys also, according to news reports, ate three slices of pizza after he had been found. And I thought that that was interesting, that they include that number three again. Three slices of pizza. One for each day he was gone, I suppose. Casey Hathaway wanted to watch Netflix when they found him. That's what he said. He wanted to watch Netflix. Now, in 2019, the TV show Stranger Things was premiering its third season. And in the months prior to the premiere in July of 2019, Stranger Things was a popular show, as it still is, on Netflix. Stranger Things is one of those shows, kind of like with, remember the Momo Challenge? Or remember Slender Man, Copy Pasta? The monsters are known to have dominion in the woods, and they're usually depicted with vines and spidery limbs. That's the parasite, whether it's the face hugger from Alien or it's in a Taylor Swift music video or it's in a Lady Gaga music video. 
or it's in Monsters Incorporated, or it's in an Eminem music video. TV shows, movies, and music videos, the monsters are usually called monsters, as Lady Gaga even calls herself the monster or mother monster. Or they're referred to as him, his infernal majesty. You look at these things like meme magic, chaos magic, simple suggestibility. I watched that X-Files episode last night. Uh, The guy was able to control people's minds by using words and phrases. And he got into the FBI building because he wrote pass on a piece of paper and hung it out of his, his coat pocket. Suggestibility. Meme magic and chaos. Magic. And conjuring rituals. Maybe more than metaphor. Maybe more than just a clever name to ascribe to a, a popular meme that seems to influence us in the real world. Maybe more than metaphor. And, and perhaps more than the collective subconscious or the collective unconscious. There's an episode of American Horror Stories called Drive-In. And that movie that they go to see at the drive-in is a cursed movie that makes people homicidal. The episode, as far as I can tell, I haven't read anything about it outside of uh, an article on Screen Rant. I didn't like the episode that much. It was very preachy, very politically correct. But when I watched the episode, I thought, I've done a show on this before. There's a movie called Antrim that was linked to the deaths of 86 people at screenings since the 1980s. It was given to seven film festivals in 1983. All rejected it. Three people from three of the seven different film festivals turned up dead from mysterious circumstances. From what I understand, all three of those people had watched the film. Obviously, others watched it and didn't die. That's not really the point. The point is the mythos and the lore and the legend around the movie. So five years later, in 1988, it actually premiered in Budapest, Hungary at a movie theater, which supposedly burned to the ground, killing 56 people. Five years later, again, as if this was done in increments intentionally, in 1993 in a San Francisco theater, There was a stampede and a panic that reportedly led to more deaths and at least people being severely injured. Authorities believed that someone had spiked the popcorn with some type of thing like maybe LSD or the beverages with some hallucinogenic substance. Nevertheless, there was a stampede of people, a lot of fights, some reports are that one person died, some reports that are, are more than one person died. A copies of the, the film Antrim resurfaced in 2019 and made it onto streaming services, which is kind of the, the idea of the drive-in episode of American Horror Stories, is that on Netflix, the movie premieres, and when you watch it, you go crazy, you go homicidal, and you start attacking people kind of kind of like zombies almost they just start attacking people stabbing people biting people just it's total chaos and the world starts to outside the window 
you can see the world starts to just fall apart. There's explosions going off and people screaming and fires because people had watched this film on Netflix and it, it manifested something. Now, what it manifested was not so much a monster in the physical form. It manifested the worst in human nature because the director of the film spliced together images and subliminals that triggered the fear center in the brain that turned people into these vicious animalistic monsters and they attacked each other and a lot of people died. And when it made it onto Netflix, that translated to a much wider audience and therefore total chaos and destruction was implied at the end of that American Horror Stories episode. There's a lot of good TV shows and um, they, that play on these themes and there's a lot of TV shows that aren't so great but they still play on these themes like the TV show Evil. Uh, I like that show a lot. It, it got very preachy in the second season, very politically correct. But in the first season, there's an episode about an influencer on YouTube who is directed by um, another influencer who is essentially a spawn of Satan. He uh, works with the devil. Uh, and he uses this young girl on YouTube to influence younger girls with simple cheesy makeup videos. But underneath of it all is this audio that only young kids can hear and particularly young girls. And the audio is down for results across for attention. It's a suicide message. And that's what they're, they're telling the kids in these seemingly innocent videos and, and, and the seemingly innocent uh, background music. Now, whether it's uh, the TV show Evil or it's American Horror Stories or it's the legend of the film Antrim, Antrim's obviously been available to watch and people aren't dying. It's the whole idea of, of a cursed film or subliminals in you know the the movie theater uh, concession stand advertisements or, you know, other cursed movies like the ring um, about a cursed tape, uh, which was based on Ringu. And then there's another uh, cheesier version called VHS. I think that's kind of similar to the ring. And there's an older movie called cigarette burns, which is very similar to the, the Antrim story. And of course, now you have the American Horror Story version of it. The movie that they went to see was called Rabbit, Rabbit. And it was about uh, just these disturbing subconscious images. So whether it's a triggering of the fear center in the brain uh, or the aggression center in the brain, causing people to become aggressive and violent, or it's the utilization of symbols and the subconscious through things like the Momo Challenge or the Devil Challenge, the Slender Man Challenge, all things that began on social media in memes or in copy pasta that manifested and developed into real things. And if you if you read the story of the Slender Man stabbing, I'm sure most of you know about this uh, violent attack, the attempted murder of a young girl named Peyton Lutner, and um, when asked when they were walking the two girls who attempted to murder this young girl said that they were walking to the domain of Slenderman. 
I'll tell you this story really quick. Peyton Lutner survived that Slenderman attack by crawling out of the woods near a suburban Milwaukee park where she was helped by a passing bicyclist. I took note of that because in Stranger Things, which debuted in 2016, the bicycle is front and center when the character Will is confronted by the Demogorgon while riding his bike home through the woods. The monster first appeared in the woods on a road called Merck Wood. The character Will stopped by the creature standing in the middle of the road when his bike light malfunctioned. It seems a very obscure detail to have included in a television show if it did relate to the Peyton Lutner stabbing. Perhaps it's just a coincidence, but again, three days after the stabbing of Peyton Lutner, another story broke. And it's about a 13-year-old girl. This did not get very, very little media attention. A 13-year-old girl, June 6, 2014. A 13-year-old girl, three days after the Slenderman stabbing, waited for her mother to return home before trying to stab her to death with a knife for Slenderman. Now, some might say that's a, cap, a copycat crime, but this is a 13-year-old girl. And both of the girls in the other case um, were the same age, 12, 12, 13 years old. The mother in this attack claimed that her daughter was obsessed with Slenderman to the point where she would dress up and try to mimic his behavior. During the assault on her mom, which resulted in a facial slashing and a knife in the back, talk about stabbing your mom in the back, the girl was wearing the white mask, which of course is the death mask, the Joker face mask the mask of the rake or the pale-faced demon, the Antichrist. And she had created on uh, Minecraft uh, an online digital world for her friend Slenderman to live in. Uh, the The report from the mother was that, quote, someone else... They asked her, like, what, 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 what happened? How, how did your daughter act? And she said she was, quote, someone else during the attack, as if she were possessed by something. And when the, the two girls that stabbed Peyton Lutner were walking down the road when they were picked up by law enforcement, they said they were heading toward the Nicolette National Forest in northern Wisconsin. Gabby Petito was supposedly found, they're going to do the autopsy tomorrow night, supposedly found in a national force, last seen in Salt Lake City, and they believed that she was at the Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. Her boyfriend, fiancé, then went missing in Florida in a wildlife refuge. Now, In that case, it's clear that the boyfriend probably had something to do with her disappearance or her death, but we need to have evidence to be able to say that. Nevertheless, when you start thinking about all these cases, what about the three little boys that went missing? What about the little boy in early September that was missing for three days, found in the Australian woods, basically right around the corner from where he went missing, and they couldn't find him for three days? What about the other little boy? A few months ago, who went missing, also three years old, for three days went missing in a Canadian forest. They found him in good condition, right around the corner from where he went missing after 
People had looked for him for three days. It happened back in January of 2019. Casey Hathaway went missing. Casey Hathaway was three years old. Casey Hathaway went missing for three days. Casey Hathaway was found virtually in his grandmother's backyard, just over the fence, out in the woods in a, quote, mess of vines and thorns. Same types of vines and thorns that you see with the Slender Man character. So what does all of that mean? How are these kids vanishing? How is a three-year-old surviving in the woods like this for three days? Especially when, like Casey Hathaway, they were exposed to the elements, cold, freezing temperatures, rain, flooding. How did they survive? How did a three-year-old survive and then get stuck in a bush and they found him just calling for his mom? Mom, mom. That's bizarre, is it not? It's disturbing. It's spooky. Did the kids just turn invisible? I told my friend about this because uh, he had sent me the Gabby Petito story. And I told him, I said, um, I said, Joey, have you ever seen these other stories of the kids that have gone missing? I think they're much more interesting than the Gabby story. And he said, he said no. And I talked to him just a moment. I texted him about it. And uh, he said, he's like, damn, it's like they went invisible. I said, yeah, it's, that's right. It just seems like they, dis- they vanished. Um, it's like they walked into a portal and disappeared. Of course, there are so many stories of kids in national parks disappearing. Obviously, national parks are so big, a lot of people are going to go missing, but there are strange cases that don't make any sense. From kids that go missing and they have no scratches, no dirt, they're missing for days, and they're found perfectly fine, well health. People that go missing and are never found, but their body parts are found arranged in, in, in almost like a ritual way. Um, I've heard a story about someone who went missing and all they found was a pile of their teeth under a tree, almost as if they were ritually arranged. I mean, even if, even if somebody goes missing and they can't find their way back, I mean, how, how do any of these other scenarios, um, how does that explain these other scenarios? And if, if someone were, were, were to take them, how are they taking a kid or an adult so quickly without the parent or the friend or somebody not seeing or hearing something? It's, it's instantly, a father turns around, a child's gone. A child's playing in their backyard with a fence with other kids, and they vanish. And they're found. Just over the fence in vines three days later. And what does all this have in common? Other than the three-year-old and the three days missing, the forest and the woods, and the fact that they're found virtually right where they went missing. In the case of the Slender Man stabbing, the two girls that sla- stabbed Peyton were walking to a national park in Wisconsin to the home of Slender Man. His dominion is in the woods. That's where all three of these kids went missing and were found almost on the spot where they went missing. It's where Gabby Petito went missing. I don't think that case is one of some abnormal, bizarre, dimensional, uh, you know, trick of light and visibility, something portal opening up and kids disappearing. I just, it's a, it's a baseline to introduce it, introduce us to the subject tonight. And I just, I want you to think about all of this because whether we're looking at meme magic, chaos magic, binding magic, that's more politically based, 
suggestibility, conjuring, all these things from the music videos we watch and the music we listen to, to the movies and the TV shows, even to stories like Gabby Petito. It weighs, it plays, it pressures the subconscious. When you start to look at these stories, you find these parallels. I mean, what are the chances of all of these stories sharing the kids missing, sharing the same characteristics, three-year-olds missing for three days, found in almost perfect, you know, health like they had when they left, when like they were when they left, and found almost exactly where they went missing. I think those stories are much more mysterious than the story of Gabby Petito, in my opinion. Still a sad story. We'll find out, you know, tomorrow if if that's her body. Authorities think that it is. But it's it's almost as if, you know, whether you're in the woods and, and people think there might be monsters or di- dimensional portals that open up, you know, accidents or things that are done intentionally or people just turn invisible. It's a trick of light and they go missing and maybe a bear takes care of them like Casey Hathaway said. I mean, all this stuff, whatever it might be, whatever your argument is, whatever your viewpoint is, it's, it's very spooky. It's very creepy. I hope I haven't creeped you out too much tonight on the show. These are some of the things that I was thinking about and, uh, I put all this together and I wanted to share this with you tonight on the show to start the week out because it's uh, it's just a new angle, a different angle on what everyone else is talking about relating to uh, this Gabby, Gabby Petito lady and uh, her fiance. It's also those three little boys that went missing and their connections to uh, what amounts to a, a Slender Man-like story. Uh, Monsters in the Woods creatures, dimensional portals, things like that. It's all very interesting, and I think it's all something that needs to be considered alongside of those uh, those movies, the cursed movies, and watching those movies and having the fear or the, the aggression centers in the brain targeted and, and, and triggered. And same thing, chaos magic and meme magic, watching something like Slenderman develop from an online story into a real-life character that leads to a girl being almost stabbed to death or kids in Florida uh, conspiring to murder their class so that they could perform an unholy communion and uh, meet Satan. It's in the police report. And they didn't mention Momo or Slender Man, but it's the same kind of evil. Evil manifests in all these ways. Call it Mother Monster. Call it Slender Man. Call it Momo. Call it the monster in the woods. Call it whatever. Sometimes it's probably just a murder investigation. Other times uh, kids just go missing in the woods. Other times it's maybe something a little bit more paranormal, abnormal, otherworldly, etc. I'm Ryan Gable, your host. Thank you for joining us this evening. This is The Secret Teachings. Please go to the website, www.thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe to the show. Grab a copy of one of the books. Support our sponsors that are affiliate sponsors. Find us on Patreon for behind-the-scenes videos and email us rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Time's up. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable.com at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.